Hey, welcome back to E-Crime Bites Season 2, Episode 13. We're talking about cyberstalking with Julian Alonzo Martin. And oh boy, if you're jumping in, I don't even know how to recap this. I'm going to do it very generally, but I really recommend you go back to Act 1 and watch it from the beginning if you are just jumping in. So we have the criminal who's named Julian Alonzo Martin. He's been just threatening the hell out of his ex-wife and his ex-wife's stepfather. And the stepfather has never met Julian. The stepfather works at a private school and the stepfather has been turned in, and I use air quotes, for viewing child porn on his computer by Julian to places like the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. Julian has called places like the school and pretended he's FBI wanting to search because of the stepfather working there and being associated with quote unquote child porn and just all sorts of crazy shit. Very much directed at Julian's ex-wife and the ex-wife's stepfather. Now you would think that's a pretty big blast radius you know, having those couple of people, especially one that has never met Julian before. Julian threatens more people. Okay. We're going to get into that here. It's not just these family members. So in this case, he wanted more access to his son with his ex-wife, but you're going to see that there's work individuals that he threatened and so forth. So I'm going to bring that chunk to you sort of going forward where you're going to see it's not just the crazy threats you see against those two people. It's pretty much against everybody in his life. So at his work, we're talking January, 2021, Martin was terminated. He was a parking valet for the university of Minnesota's health Fairview parking contractor. So imagine it's like this health system. He's parking valet for them. So when he was terminated, he repeatedly called, texted and emailed his former coworkers with threats of violence. And he would say, wow, I've seen a lot of threats so far in this case. Well, buckle up because it gets even crazier. He was never criminally charged with any of this that I'm talking about. This is just kind of background that they used in other court documentation for his main cyber stalking scheme that I got to learn about this that he did against his former employer. So even though he wasn't criminally charged, it made this valet company change how they did things. They changed the security procedures because they feared that Martin would show up and follow through on his threats. And we've seen Martin do a lot of crazy stuff and you got to kind of assume he might come there and harm somebody if he says he's gonna. So let me bring to you one police report. And this is where we start and get pretty evidence heavy for you. I'm going to pop all this stuff up on the screen for you and just read the relevant parts. Cause there's some very crazy relevant parts here. So the officer starts documenting what they find. Okay. And I'm going to skip a lot of the kind of the boilerplate background stuff of, you know, responding to such and such address and so forth and just get into the meat of this. He was talking about, there is this coworker or former coworker of Martin. And this coworker said that he was by his personal vehicle in the Oak street ramp on the first level near the Valley office. And he saw a person crouching, hiding behind his car. The person was later identified to be former employee known and identified by this coworker to be Julian Alonzo Martin. Okay. So imagine this coworker is walking in the parking garage and all of a sudden there's Martin kind of like hiding behind a car and you don't know why 
but you're probably going, holy shit, why is he hiding behind a car? He just got fired. He seems to be going crazy. Why? I'm about to die, right? So this coworker go stated, Martin was in the area looking to get items he left in the Valley office prior to his employment being terminated. He said Martin was trying to get him to enter the Valley office with him. The coworker refused to enter because he believed Martin intended to assault him in the office where there were no cameras. So then Martin threatened to quote unquote beat his ass and started running towards the coworker. The coworker ran away running towards the West street parking lot south of the Oak street ramp. And then on the South side of this parking garage coworker says I'm faster than Martin and was able to get away without being assaulted. Thankfully. All right. Oh, man. So then the cops are like, hey, we need to talk to Martin because Martin's threatening people and this is not a good situation. They call him. And this is in the documentation. I'll pop up on the screen for you, too, if you prefer to read it. But they said Martin picked up on the first attempt to at call, but was not making sense. It did not respond appropriately to me. And I'm reading intently in the court documents at this point going, what does this mean? They go on to say he would not let me get a word in during the conversation. He was yelling that officers are baby killers and baby stealers who steal the babies to the FBI. And this is the point where I go, maybe this guy is not in touch with reality. But we're going to continue on because this is all electronic crime. And we're going to talk about what he did. So he's now threatening officers as being baby killers and baby stealers. He continues and says, he also stated that officers will pull their firearms on 32%, which seems like a very specific number, 32% of minorities and are racist because they are police officers. Martin admitted to chasing and threatening the coworker and did it for fun because he wanted to, quote unquote, see him run like a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. And again, I'm laughing at Martin, not the victim. God, Martin, you suck. So Martin also stated that police officers are bitches because they carry guns and tasers. If they didn't have them, they would get their asses beat if they put on gloves. And he would like to see that Martin stated that he was going to return to the parking garage the following day when the coworker arrives for work and to finish it and get his items left in his valet office. So if I was a coworker, I'd be like, holy shit, crazy Martin is coming back. I am not coming into work this day. So the officer then attempted to get Martin to meet him so he could take his statement and facilitate getting his items back to Martin. But Martin refused and again stated officers were racist. So the, the officer had to end the phone call due to his refusal and obscene comments. So I can only imagine what went on that didn't actually make it into this report that I'm showing to you and reading to you. So then Martin says, hey, I'm still in the area. I'm walking around near Chipotle and the stairwells of that ramp of that parking garage that we've been talking about. Guys, crazy, right? Well, it's not the only police report. Let's talk about another police report. This is January 15th of 2020. There's they go through the whole background again of I was in such and such vicinity and so forth. And it basically boils down to an email with one of the coworkers of where Martin works. Okay. And there are these voicemail messages too outside these emails, but I'm going to read you the emails here and they're on your screen. So if I can chronologically do it, I know this is kind of skipping around and what I'm showing you, but at the bottom, it starts with what the company must have sent to Martin at some point, because it says 
At your request, in your email to me Monday, January 11th, 2021, we have looked into your badge activity, and I have discovered a much more severe issue than previously thought. And I read this, I was like, holy shit. They go on to say, we have found that you have been clocking in and out in an unauthorized manner via mo mobile browser and that your badge activity and time clock stamps do not align. You are being terminated from this parking company. I'm not going to read their name because they're a victim. And it says effective immediately on Thursday, January 14th, 2021 for violating timekeeping guidelines. Details are provided in the attached paperwork. Sincerely, whatever that coworker's name was and probably in the HR department. So then Martin replies and says, and just because you don't care, I'm going to show up and find some coworker that they blacked out the name and another coworker blacked out the name every day. You know why? Cause I'm paid and I ain't got nothing better to do. So if you read this email, it's saying he's start, he's now threatening them. He got terminated. Didn't like the consequences. Now he's threatening them. So again, he takes that same email where it's the company saying, we found this discrepancy. You've been terminated. And he replies to it again. And this one's just a one liar reply. And he says, do you see how the coworker that's blacked out ran like a little bitch? LMAO. <laughs> he calls everybody a little bitch, but he threatens her email. So, Hey, take it for what it's worth. Okay. So then he replies again to that whole thread where it says you've been terminated. He says, my time stamps don't align. LOL. I clock in mobile because of coronavirus. You're just talking out your ass. Again, he uses your incorrectly here because he's supposed to be, you are just talking out your ass, but he doesn't write it that way. So I hope you get carjacked, LMAO. God, threat after threat. So then there was this other documentation from one of the employees that worked with Martin. It looks like it's probably sent into HR that I thought was pretty indicative of how these people probably felt. And it says, hi. And when I say so-and-so, it's because they're blacked out. So it says, hi, so-and-so. So this is two people inside the company that aren't Martin talking about Martin. And it says, I'm ready to document the call I received from Julia Martin today at 12.03 Eastern Time. My apologies. This is just a summary of the notes I started taking once I realized he was more than just a disgruntled employee. He accused this company and its managers of being racist. He said he was referred to as a quote-unquote little black boy. He indicated he would see people in parking lot and he would not like to see. He mentioned carjacking. He stated he saw someone shoot up heroin in her foot and referred to someone else as shit daughter. He said he thought you and the name blacked out were sympathetic, but you were not. Before he hung up, he said, welcome to the new 2021 baby girl. Oh God. And again, any of the, any of these police reports would be just its own e-crime bites episode, but not here. And there's just one after another. So let's switch to another one. So this is a police officer interviewing another coworker that felt threatened in this parking ramp that they all worked. He said that, you know, he felt threatened by what Martin was doing and he ran away and he exhibited everything that Martin did as a threat. And what Martin did is he came to this employee and Martin said, I'll make a deal with you. You tell me when this other coworker is in the office alone. I'll take care of everything. 
until y'all depart from my information. I'll be following you as my life's hobby. So it's, it's not a good situation where Martin's basically talking to one employee about threatening a couple others. So then there's a voicemail that's sent from Martin to one of these coworkers. And it says, fuck the employees. I'm coming after managers. Don't be surprised if you go outside and get car the fuck jacked. That's a serious statement. Don't be surprised if you go outside and get car the fucked jacked. Jesus, Martin, you are a poet. Martin goes on to say, you fucked with the wrong person. We are coming after all of you. 2021 is going to get real interesting. Do you really want your shit to get fucked? Do you really? Do you realize what you just started? He also says, get ready, darling. I can't wait to see you or I can't wait to see until one of my fellows finds you. And he, Martin then references one of his former supervisors and says, if I can't find that person where she's hiding, I got a bunch of, and they couldn't hear what it said in the voicemail, but it goes on to say, out here hungry, hungry and ready to anything, and they will kill for a fucking bread sandwich. So Martin just sounds off his rocker at this point. So then the police, they were contacted by Martin's former coworkers again and said, hey, I got more emails from Martin overnight. And she provided the copies of the communications. And this one, I'm not going to read you all, all of it. I'm going to read you some of the relevant, interesting phrases. Like he calls somebody a quote unquote cooked goose old whore. And then he sold somebody else. That's why you're old and you're. Again, he spells you, you're wrong. But he says, that's why you're old and your life expectancy is short. And then he said, the coworker said, the most alarming statement made by Martin was, they said, I'm only not allowed on campus. LOL. That's fine. Where's Eden Prairie? And that made their office scared because Eden Prairie was where their office was located and not where the campus is located. So he's basically saying he's going to show up where... Um, he's allowed to and probably do bad things. So there's a daughter and a mother that work at this valet service. And both of them receive correspondence from Martin because why Martin, why not leave somebody alone? But he went after this mother or daughter that worked there too. And they provided this voicemail to the police officers that was made around January 15th of 2021. And it tied to the phone number that Martin used of threatening other people. So they know it's Martin and Martin says, you think the police can protect you. You think a cop can protect you. I've damn near been watching the same bitch ass moves all day long. You never be able to catch me. And remember this, you, you fat bull dyke. When I, when you least expect it, oh, Martin's got to try to assault and just talk bad about everybody. Right? So, because of all these threats, all these emails, all these voicemails that they've been getting from Martin, they change all their security procedures because they don't want anything bad to happen where Martin used to work. So some people didn't even return to work after Martin started the threatening. Um, so people were highly affected by this. I do, I do realize I'm kind of laughing at what he says and I'm laughing at Martin, but people were affected very much so by all these threats and they change security procedures just based upon it. So again, there were some more 
voicemails. And this, this is where we get the title of this act. This is where it gets creepy. So Martin is left, heard saying another voicemail. He says, so you gave a police officer my phone number? You're going to call the cops on me? You know, as a minority, I could potentially get killed. I see you. I got you. I got you. And then another voicemail, Martin says, he, well, he doesn't say, he begins to sing a song. Now, if you've ever, if you followed Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street, you'll recognize this song. I'm not going to sing it, but I'll give you the words. Let me bring you Martin's words of this song, okay? Martin's words are, one, two, I'm coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Now, right there, listeners, you should stop and go, ah, I recognize that from Freddy Krueger. Well, this is where it goes sideways. He says, five, six, better stay up late. So I'm wondering, is Martin fucking drunk or what at this point? Because it's not five, six, you better stay up late. That doesn't even rhyme, Martin. And then he goes on to say, when you least expect it, remember these words. When you least expect it, I hope you made your peace on earth and you talked to everybody you wanted to talk to. So again, Martin hopes you remembered his fucked up song that he can't even say correctly from Nightmare on Elm Street. And if you're wondering what the words were, like me, when he fucked them up, I was like, what were the original? I went and looked it up for you, and I'll say the whole song for you. It's one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, better stay up late. So Martin kind of squished those two lines together. And then the song finishes with 9, 10, never sleep again because Freddy, he visits you in your dreams. Okay, so one, one more voicemail here before we wrap up this act. Martin says to one of his former coworkers, you guys are going to fire me because of discrepancies in my badge and my time card when this other coworker goes in and changes my time hours every week. Y'all are going to get fucked up. This is the day one. I hope you guys have eyes on the back of your little fucking neck. Because guess what? I am fucking elusive. You can't fucking see me. I've been watching you motherfuckers. I know where all you motherfuckers live. He then goes on to call his other coworker a little bitch several times. And I laugh because Martin is so bad at his, his criticisms or his verbal assault of people. He just calls people little bitches all the time. So he calls this person a bitch several times and says he will not meet him face to face. He will come and surprise each of you motherfucking bitch ass managers face to face. I don't give a fuck how high up all y'all are. All I want to do is take you guys out. This is day zero of 365 days straight of me coming after your bitch asses. You're done. He tried to spell it correctly, okay? Y-O-U-R apostrophe E. So he was almost there, Martin. You were almost there. You just had the apostrophe in the wrong place. But I'm going to give you credit this time, buddy. Okay, so we're at the end of Act 4. All of that. That was all his threats. And if you're wondering why I read them all to you, it was just A, for the color of the threats, and B, to see how prolific, how prolific he was. He didn't just threaten and disappear because this kind of rounds out why his punishment is his punishment because his threats weren't just, Hey, I'm going to come over and beat you up. And he stopped. He threatened everybody kind of like Jason Lydell. And if you got in his way, he would threaten them, impersonate and sell, send misspellings your way until you finally relent. 
So if there was anything in this act that you enjoyed, please like, subscribe, thumbs up, follow, whatever the positive affirmation is on your application that you watch or listen to us on. Visit our website. It's just eCrimeBytes. Bytes spell the computer way. B-Y is in yellow. T-E-S dot com. And with that, I hope you come back and join me tomorrow because we're going to conclude this whole crazy episode and talk about what in the end did Julian Martin get as a punishment. So we'll see you then. Thanks.